Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rick Stanley, your host of Chamber Talk on 104.3 Seacoast Oldies. Thank you for joining me this morning. And my guest today uh, has been a guest of mine uh, a while back, and, and some of you uh, will remember uh, when we start this conversation uh, in regards to this uh, very interesting program we had about a very interesting subject, and um, I'm just going to lead you into it by introducing Kurt Stokes. Kurt? Hi, Rick. How are you? You're back. I'm right? back. You're yes. back. And, Wonderful and, to see you as always. And I miss you. So, um, <laughs> Kurt started a treasure hunt. If any of you remember the Durego treasure hunt uh, in 2020, I'm going to let him go through all the details of that. Uh, late 2020, and he came to the Chamber of Commerce and, and uh, sat down and explained it to me. And it, I was in, totally intrigued with it. And it was in. Um, it was uh, in celebration of Maine's uh, 200th um, year of statehood is right. basically what it was. Right, Kirk? Right, the bicentennial. So, yeah. so it was a game. We're talking about a game that was played for the last couple of years. Hard to believe. Uh, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Kirk, uh, the, the name of your – you invented this uh, game. Yes, correct. Right? Yes, right. my wife uh, Kelly and I were the co-creators, I guess you could say, of the of the of the treasure hunt game. Yeah. Now I'm gonna, you know, maybe ask you these questions, uh, you know, six eight months ago when you were here last. Maybe it was even longer than that ago. But what got you? Uh, let's talk about what the game is first, and then I want, I want to ask, give me a, an idea of how you decided that you wanted to do this because this was an undertaking. I mean, you, people, I'll go into it later that have come in here playing the game, it just amazed me that you put this thing together. Tell, tell everybody what um, Durego um, Treasures was all about. So Durego Treasures, Maine um, is a uh, $20,000 real-life treasure hunt experience, and it's basically a card game. We sell a order, what would appear to be at first an ordinary poker deck, and the, 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 the big aspect of it is that on each of the cards – there's an iconic uh, photograph that we, uh, my wife and I took in somewhere in Maine. And it's your first step, or what we call the first level in a treasure hunt experience where players are basically looking for $20,000 that we hid somewhere in the state of the Maine. The pot of gold at the end, exactly, right? Exactly, right, yeah. the pot and, of gold at the end. And there were uh, Durego uh, stones I mean, was that that was that was the Correct. level? Was that the exactly. level of the game? Exactly. The big, the big um, one, the the biggest aspect of the game was that what were players looking for? The treasure, obviously, but to find the treasure, they had to find what we called seven Dirigo stones. And if players could find the stones, they would find the treasure. And that uh -huh. was the uh, the big uh, journey, the objective that players had. And you, uh, you and your wife, and I assume maybe some even some other people, or maybe you kept it to yourselves, had hidden these stones throughout the state of Maine. 
Correct. All yes. over the correct. place, right? Yes. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we um, we did a lot with we did a lot with that concept. And really, in the end, in order to win the game, we made it even more important regarding the Dirigo Stones because uh, at the end of the puzzle, if you want to call it the end of the journey to find the Dirigo Stones, we actually showed players what the stones looked like before they found them. And it was a, a unique aspect. So we wanted players to see what the stones looked like, see exactly what they were, where they had been in Maine, and then work uh, through the rest of the game to find where they're located. And once they were able to, once the winner was able to find them, um, then they would find the treasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably the way that you and I met was that you came into my Sanford office when I was in downtown Sanford, and you were looking for a location in the Sanford area to place a clue. Correct. And um, that's when you and I sat down, and you just uh, Jesus blew me away with this program, uh, with this uh, you know the, this this riddle, this puzzle that you put together. Uh, and it wasn't in celebration of Sanford, of Sanford, of uh, Maine's 200th uh, anniversary statehood. And you asked if we would be a location for uh, a piece of the puzzle. Correct, yes. Yeah. And in, in fact, um, as, as players would learn, uh, Sanford Springvale actually held uh, one of what, they actually, what I actually had asked you to hold was a portrait that showed a picture of one of these seven Dirigo stones. So, Sam, so the chamber actually held a very, very valuable piece that oh, players see, would be You never for. even told me that. Exactly. One I of the didn't seven know that. Was, exactly. So we, what we wound up doing was we, we needed to find seven of these locations throughout Maine, and obviously this was the one at the chamber was the one in sort of the southern region um, of the state. So we had to find seven unique locations that would be amenable to hold these seven portraits of what the seven Diego stones looked like. So Sanford held a very, very important one. Oh, see, and I didn't even, all this time, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And what we did was, uh, for, for the game was we placed a picture, uh, of apparently now was one of the stones. Uh, we placed a picture that was in a frame that you gave us, uh, out, uh, somewhere visible where people could see it, um, and on that picture it had um, it had card uh, uh, playing card numbers on symbols, it. Symbols, exactly. Symbols and like seven of hearts and six of diamonds or whatever. There, there were certain cards on added to the picture um, that would be part of the clue. I assume exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes, and what we did was with each of each of the stones had a series of card symbols. So what players needed to do and and finding these portraits if you in, especially the one at the chamber was actually somewhat in the middle to the end of the game so it wasn't even at the very beginning so players who had reached the point where they were looking for Sanford um, and looking for the portrait they had already gone through a lot of our puzzles already and what we wound up doing was placing symbols on each of the pictures and players would basically need to collect find the seven portraits and collect all the symbols, and it would send them a message on what they needed to do next. So obviously something very important. Wow. I mean, throughout that time, uh, because this game went on, your treasure hunt 32 months total. 32 months. 32 months, exactly. 32 months. And at the end, the pot of gold, we'll get to that, but it was a $20,000 um, uh, pot of gold is exactly. what you 
put up, you put up that. Exactly. Money. Yeah. yeah. We raised uh, the $20,000 we raised in advance. We knew that for this type of experience, you don't exactly how know how everything will go, um, whether you'll get bumps in the road with you know selling the cards, stuff like that. So we thought it was very, very important for a project like this to raise the money in advance so you don't yeah. have to worry about right. you know, it you know, during, yeah. during the actual active part yeah. of the game. And then people bought the, uh, bought the game or bought, exactly. bought the treasure hunt. Uh, uh, and um, uh, I just do want to say that there was a dollar from every one of those sales that went to the Maine Cancer Foundation and, and Maine Rivers. Correct. Yeah, well. we actually, the, the whole one other concept of this game was that we wanted it to be a fundraising vehicle. Um, we wanted to, the purpose was that we wanted to see if we could design a treasure hunt game where we could raise money for charity. And we, for this game, we obviously, as you mentioned, we selected those two charities, a dollar of each purchase went to those two charities and total we were able to raise over seven thousand dollars so we're pretty we're pretty pleased with how that worked out that's awesome and that just and it also proves the the uh popularity of the game because uh at a dollar a piece you raise seven thousand dollars correct so if you do the math we had over three thousand five hundred players out there so we had quite a few for this and this is obviously you know this this type of game any game like this that has never been done before uh, certainly a treasure hunt sold as a retail product. We knew that um, you never quite know how the experiment will go. So we wound up being very, very pleased that we got that many players. It was awesome. Um, I, I tell you, it, it created uh, a little excitement around the chamber during all that time because what what, what, hap- what you did, whether you realize it or not, was you uh, encouraged by people that purchased the game and started to play and follow the clues and the riddles to get through the through uh, uh, the whole the whole game, um, they would have to come to our chamber because we were part. Now they wouldn't know. They might not because I because I know what the riddle was. Mm-hmm. It had to do with Phillipstown. Correct. And yes. um, so and I don't remember how the question went when they in the game that they had. Yeah, that, I could detail that. We in order to find where these portraits were of the of the Dirigo stones, we had to give clues. And the clue for the Sanford one was that we told players to look for the Phillipstown chamber. Now, of course, it was you know crafted worded that way we did it intentionally because yeah. a lot of people would initially think oh i've got to go to the town of phillips in maine and look right. for something yeah. but it was that was really a red herring so what we wanted people to learn from an educational perspective and for history was of course phillips town being the you know the historical name for the sanford area right and people would come and uh i tell you because when we in most of the game uh was when we were down in Sanford. I mean, the last end of it, uh, we moved up to Springville, which is where we are now. But down in Sanford, we would find people, and I, and I would get a chance to talk with them, which was kind of neat, to find out where they came from. Yep. There were groups. There were younger groups um, on school vacations. There was a guy from, I want to say he was Freiburg Academy. I think he was teaching up there. Mm-hmm. And he took the summer. Uh, he was going to tour Maine because this this. This game, you know, encourages you, encourages you to tour the state of Maine because the clues are and the riddles are everywhere. Uh, he came down on a motorcycle oh, wow. and parked out front. I didn't know what he was there for. And he started looking around the front. Now, one, I got used to the game being played. <laughs> I knew people that were looking up and down at the windows uh, across the street at the park, or, you know, kind of just kind of lost it looked like. 
I knew they were looking for a clue. So eventually, uh, somebody would, or these anybody would come in and uh, and kind of hint around. So uh, are you are you part of this this game? And I go well, couldn't couldn't at that point you couldn't say no, but you just <laughs> said well you might have to look around. And they knew they were and but and and so the picture was in the window um, with the uh, card uh, with the cards on it, and uh, eventually. They everybody everybody seemed to have found it. Um, we put it in the window so we didn't have to be open uh, uh, because if somebody drove a long way and thought they were on the right track, right, you yeah. know, Phillipstown being Sanford, um, and came all the way to the chamber at six o'clock at night, we're not open. Exactly. So you can't. You didn't want to hide it inside. Yeah. So we we put it in the window where people could see it. Uh, amongst other things, it was. Uh, uh, you know, we have posters for events and things like that. So it didn't just sit out by itself. And it was fun to have people come in and tell us their experiences with the game and where they had been and where they were stumped. Yep. You know, and they were stumped. On, a lot of people were stumped on Phillipstown for a while, they would say. But eventually, actually probably looking through, I don't research know, Googling or, things yeah, and yeah. research, they realized that um, Sanford used to be called Phillipstown. That's pretty exactly. cool. So. Exactly, yeah. And w when we had originally designed the game, we asked ourselves a question, what exactly is a treasure hunt? And we realized that it's really detective work. So we wanted to try to offer players the opportunity to be detectives themselves in many ways, figuring out you know, re whether it be research, of a point in history such as Phillipstown, but also uh, do you know detective work and figuring out strategy, figuring out what are they going to do next, where could I look for something, how can I take a series of symbols and figure out what they mean. So, so making this as much a treasure hunt search game, we wanted to make this a game of playing the role of a detective. Well, I tell you, you did you you certainly accomplished that uh, to, to see. Um I don't know, the joy on their faces when they found the clue at my office. Yep. I mean, uh, and some of these people had looked for clues at other places and got stumped and then mm -hmm. would have to, you know, either go back to work or whatever and have to go back another time. But when they, when they scored at the Chamber's office on, on one of the riddles, one of the clues, there's a clue, uh, it was great to see them. I mean, they're all excited. Oh, definitely, you know, yeah. And the the best the best compliments we got from players who played the game was that they were able to do really a couple of things. Uh, one would be that they got to learn about locations in Maine that even though they live in the state, they had never visited, or exactly. they or, or they didn't know that something so unique could be there if they were you know looking at, a, at one of the cards was a, a very un unique location. So they, they definitely told us that they enjoyed that experience, and they also enjoyed the achievement, the fact that they were able... We had seven levels of this puzzle total, so as players worked through those levels successfully, they would often tell us that they definitely felt a sense of joy, a sense of achievement in, 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 cr in crossing the barriers, solving each stage, and in some cases, proving to themselves that they're pretty good detectives themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And, 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 and it also... Um Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, it, 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 it got P. I got it. It was during COVID. I mean, this is. Yeah, we like started. During COVID. Exactly. Yeah. So people kind of stayed in their own groups. Let's say, just right. say, right. They yeah. didn't venture outside to uh, as much to where there would be uh, groups, big groups of people. So people that came to the chamber. Uh, that I knew. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a 3,500 people played the game. Uh, many of them found that clue in the window when we weren't there. Right. Exactly. Um, is that it brought um, it? It kept people. I don't know, in a close circle because I mean I had groups of four, groups of you know two, mm-hmm. single people, um, husband and wives, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends. Right. You know, and they'd come. Uh, somebody with a camper, right? right? Because they're traveling the state, <laughs> right? And they're yeah. staying yeah. somewhere because they're playing this game like it's their summer vacation. And exactly, yeah. And we heard a lot of great feedback from families, families who had traveled, not just, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, a mother, father, you know, and their children, but also um, husbands and wives, um, couples you know who experienced the game that actually enjoyed just the travel aspect exactly nothing yeah else. yeah and 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 you, you you probably know this but uh when somebody travels into your community that normally wouldn't let's mm-hmm. say uh into sanford maine well there um many many times after we chatted about they found the clue and said well uh, where's a good place to eat uh <laughs> right. you know or, or, or where's this or where's that so they, you actually um uh, got people that maybe uh, to travel into different communities that might never go there and spend some money as well. Exactly. And one funny story, a quick story I could give you is that, you know, Kelly and I, when we built this game, we lived that experience. We went to, from town to town. Uh-huh. We, we, st- we stayed at, you know, the hotel in some, in some areas. And one uh, fun fact is that one, one of the other portraits of, the, of a Dirigo stone was actually located in a restaurant that Kelly and I had actually stopped in to eat. We were looking around at locations, and we loved the restaurant. And we wound up uh, speaking with the owner, and uh, she was very gracious in actually keeping in her restaurant one of the other Dirigo stone photographs that we use. So we, wow. we actually incorporated that in there. And it was, and that was for Kelly and I, that was one of many joys in, in the experience for us was just to, to travel to different parts of Maine that we had never seen uh-huh. and experience them. Uh-huh. Now, for those that don't know the game, you might not understand what I'm going to ask here, but, uh, but just realize it's a treasure hunt and that we're, uh, these stones were not stones per se, right? All stones? Were they all stones? They actual stones. In they the were end. stones. Exactly. So yeah, what that, was our stone? It was a rock. It, wasn't exactly. it? Yeah, it was a paper. It's faded out now. Very, yeah, very large. <laughs> we've, got very... The, we've got the picture with us. I just took it out of the window because I'm giving it back to you now. Exactly, yeah. It was the a... stones themselves were basically um, granite pavers that we that had very large surface areas. Okay. So what, it would make it easy for us to paint them with the symbol, with the okay. colorful symbols that we had. So when the winner... The, we'll be getting to eventually when the winner won, they found the actual seven stones that we had wow. in our possession. Yeah. Now, did you have any, did you track uh, where people came from? Were there any out of state people? That came oh, absolutely. From? Yeah. We had uh, most of, obviously most of our 
customers, uh, most of our players were from Maine. Yeah. Um, they bought the game online, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. A large, a, a large percentage from all areas of the state, to be honest. We also had players from New Hampshire. We had players from Massachusetts really? to a large degree. Um, we had players who bought it from other parts of the country, although I, th- I know that a lot of them did it as a, bought it as a novelty or they may have given it to a relative who lives locally. Okay, yeah. But we did get very, you know, a, a, what I would consider a very good representation from other states um, that are close to Maine as well. Uh-huh. Now you had like a, uh, you had a game that was, uh, you had two, two, two games. You had like a, a collector's item game. We had two sizes, yeah. yeah. We had the standard poker size, yeah. which is the normal, I think it's what, three and a half by two and a half. And then we had um, a larger deck, which was uh, sort of a flashcard size that we that which really we sold because it was more aesthetic. It's prettier, yeah, because it has the 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 main. Is that the one you got with exactly. us today? It's one that yeah. I actually have today. Uh-huh. So we sold uh, that larger size as well, so players could really select which one they which ones they liked the most. What I found was that even though we sold mostly the smaller decks, the normal size, a lot of the larger ones went to. Either people who really like the collector aspect of it, uh-huh. or in some case, I talked to a few people who ran a bed and breakfast. They wanted to place the deck oh, cool. in their rooms yeah. there for people who were staying. So it sort of had that appeal. But it was basically two sizes that we uh-huh. went with. Wow. Um, um, you had winners. Correct. And um, what month or time or day? I mean, when they tell us how that went. So we you had. A, Winners, right? And exactly. Yeah. Wow. So the game was won on August first okay, of yeah. this year. Uh-huh. So it was a thirty-two month, um, thirty-two month experience. It was a couple from Pemaquid, Maine, um, in uh, Lincoln County, and we had a very large percentage of Lincoln County purchasers. So that mm. didn't necessarily surprise us at the very beginning. Um, what we learned about them was that because we obviously had never met them before the day they won. What we learned was that they were actually very early players. They mm-hmm. had, um, they were, and they were one of, I think, the first five groups of people who were playing that made it to the last level of the game. So they played for thirty-two exactly. months. Exactly. So they were exactly. So they were they were pretty much players who had played the entire time. So they were not giving up, and that was you know part of what we wanted to to be a, a point of the game is to, for players to be very persistent. And they did not give up, and they tested out their theories. And in the end, they figured out the answer to the last clue. And they took that a chance. That must have been unbelievably exactly. and they, exciting. And they t- it was, yeah, and they were very excited. And they took a chance in the end on their theory and tested it out, traveled to the last clue location, and won. Exactly. Wow. So it was, uh, and, and they were thrilled. They were thrilled at the, I, after the Yeah, long I would think, but exactly. that's a long time. Because the game isn't like you play, you start, and you, I, I don't think anybody, maybe, obviously, because they won, it took them 32 months. You play the game for a month, let's say mm-hmm. in the yeah. uh, vacation time, and then, well, you got a weekend, so you're going to go search for a clue that you think might be in this town. Exactly. And it, so time wise, it would take anybody. That long, a year, exactly, or two, and they right? made a huge time investment and effort investment, and for that, and for that, we're grateful to all players who uh-huh. who, who chose to experiment. I wish they were here. We could. Us. I'd love to interview them the, the mm-hmm. day they found uh, the final stone. Yeah, they're a very personable couple. We were uh, we we were thrilled at their enthusiasm, no doubt. So, um, quickly, 
Where were the stones, all the stones? You said one in the restaurant. So where, where was that? Uh, that, that was uh, actually uh, Longfellow's Restaurant in Kingfield. Longfellow's. What was the, what was the uh, clue for that? They, they were, well, it was more symbols. So oh, it was, uh, co- okay. so they had to, so for each of those seven photographs that they had to find, they had to collect the symbols and put them together. Um, and uh, that one was in, that was in Kingfield's location. Wow. Yeah. Nice area to be up in. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful yeah, place up there. Exactly. How about the other ones? And we, there was one in Presque Isle. Yeah. Um, there was another in, um, the most difficult one for people to find was actually in an ice cream shop in uh, Surrey. It was uh, Pugnuts. Really? And we gave a clue there where we talked about um, uh, it's, you know, the portrait is in, an, is in a, where delicious treats are served, uh, named for the Friends of Victoria. And what they had to figure out was the Friends of Victoria were pugnut dogs that Queen Victoria had loved um, no, back that, in the day. So it was a little that, riddle, exactly. That riddle. one... That one was the toughest one for people to find. I asked, people came here and... Um, that, that, that we're looking for our, mm-hmm. uh, the clue here. And I'd ask them, because I didn't know the game. You and I did not go over the game. Yeah. I didn't even know that I was, had a stone here. I just thought it was a clue. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd ask them, so what have you found? I mean, what, what's, yeah. and I asked them, well, what's the most difficult one? And that's the one. The, Everyone that exactly. came here said, because they were going to the Victoria Mansion. Exactly. See, and that's they said, we, Queen Victoria, exactly. they thought Victoria Mansion mm-hmm. in Portland, right? Exactly. Yeah, so, so similar to how I said about Phillipstown, leading people to the town of Phillips, with that one, we led people to in other locations like the Victoria yeah, Mansion, yeah. when really it was uh, the answer was quite different. It's funny you, you said that because that that's the one that people said they were stumped on. They hadn't right. got to the, they hadn't gotten there. They couldn't they couldn't figure. But it you know out. what? Many players they persisted and they and they and they did find it. Yeah. So it was interesting how they never and yeah. and we were very enamored with the fact that so many players were very very good at keeping at it. So, so the people that won, um, you, you obviously knew about then. Right. Uh, were there others that came that finished the game? We had about roughly 200. It was roughly 200 people if you counted as groups. But I like to. It was probably around 165 purchasers of the game who got to the very, very last clue. And the last clue was um, was was another tough one, but that special group that we called finalists—that yeah. was just the uh, the term that we used for them. It was about 165 purchases. So if you if you do the math, it's a very small percentage. Probably about three percent of our uh, of our sales were players who got to the very end. Wow! So it was that special group that those were the people who realistically had a great shot at winning. Wow, awesome. Yeah, and you tracked this as much as you could throughout the whole time. Exactly. So, Kurt, um, have you got plans for another game? We we do. Oh, um, good. That's do. great. There's not too much we can say about it, um, yeah. except for the fact that we um, released. Uh, we were uh, giving a presentation on our game in, in at the library in Bar Harbor at Jessup Library last week, and there we gave a little uh, uh, sort of a final clue to players on what our next project will be. Wow! And we gave it in a series of symbols that they can translate. So we will. Um, once the once the library has the recording, we'll be putting that online where players can see uh, the announcement and can uh, uh, unscramble it themselves and figure out what our next project is. So we we are the the key with our next project, as we said at the library, was that we hope to take a lot of this aspects of this game that worked very well that players really liked and uh-huh. sort of enhance it and and do even better. And then at the same time. Uh, make an attempt to raise even more money for charity. Wow. And that's what we're hoping to do. But I can't we, but wait. There will, be, there will be a sec. We do have a, a new project that will be coming up. Wow, that's interesting. Because uh, 
um, hopefully, you know, we're friends and you let me know that it's up and going mm -hmm. and we can certainly promote it. Uh, you're a chamber member. Thank you. Down here. And that's very rare that somebody, you know, from out, as far away as you are and not really in business in Sanford, Maine or, or doing business in Sanford, Maine, that you joined our chamber for that time. So we've been uh, um, partners, I guess, for this whole thing. And I've kept an eye out as much as I and, could for and it. And of and course, Kelly and I are, of course, very grateful to, to the chamber for, you know, for its assistance. And oh, definitely the rest of our partners, we call them our partners as well, who were very gracious in hiding clues for us. And, and this is really, uh, you know, as I indicated earlier, through a variety of, of, of uh, places throughout Maine. We're, all re we're very grateful to them. I can't wait to hear about the next one. Um, so any last words, Kurt, uh, that we should... Uh, uh, you know, know about that uh, we didn't cover. I mean, I mean the, the winners, I, I, I guess I want to say um, uh, the final clue. Mm -hmm. What uh, Was the money hidden, hidden at the final clue? No, it was not. The final clue okay. would, uh, by getting it, by figuring out what it is, it would lead you yeah, to, to, the, to the, basically the, the journey that you would take to get to where the treasure is and the money and exactly it was there exactly you had yeah. hid, it exactly. hidden all that time exactly we hid the we had Whoa. the um we hid the treasure in, in a uh in, you know in a, in a place that was well concealed but at the same time accessible to people if yeah. they knew where it was right and that just was hope the, nobody else found it just so exactly. like stumbling yeah. across we, it right yeah for this been. for this type of experience we wanted to take that that risk yeah wow that's cool that. Great. Thanks for being uh, part of the chamber for the last several years and uh, bringing this uh, Durego treasure hunt uh, to uh, the light, my light here in Sanford. So um, it was really fun. It was really fun. And uh, when you talked and said, called me or we corresponded and you said, we got a winner. Mm -hmm. It was like, I, I couldn't wait to tell the people that I knew mm -hmm. that, hey, our, you know, <laughs> what we had in Sanford was contributed to that. So I look forward to the next game and hear about it and uh, wish you well. You've done, you've done great for the state of Maine and you brought people together uh, to, to uh, travel the state and, and learn things that they would never have done without the game. And Rick, thank you very much. And thank you to all our players. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, with, my, uh, with that, Kurt, I'm going to say thank you very much. I'm Rick Stanley, your host of Chamber Talk on 104.3 Seacoast Oldies. And hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kurt Stokes, the inventor of the treasure hunt uh, game, Durego Treasures. And we look forward to his next uh, uh, exciting game to play. And, uh, and wish you well. Thank you. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.